Mitchell Pearce has made his big decision and Jared Hayne has uh, informed the Titans of his decision. It's Thursday, November 30, and this is The Splash. Yeah, welcome into The Splash. Uh, as I mentioned off the top, huge rugby league news today. Uh, I've got two of the NRL journos in here uh, to talk all about it. Uh, quickly, also, side note, Ben Simmons put up a career-high 31 points today uh, for the 76ers uh, against Washington and in the fourth quarter was absolutely uh, slashed. With uh, He was fouled 12 straight times uh, in negative play. His 76ers just ended up getting over the line anyway. Um, he finished with 15 of 29 from the free throw line with a career-high 31 points. Uh, did an excellent job. Wasn't too flustered in the end. Read all about that on the Fox Sports website. But welcome to the splash, Nathan Ryan, back-to-back days, and Simon Brunston. Boys, how are we? Very good, Phil. Big day for rugby league. Fantastic. All this other sport going on, but uh, <laughs> rugby league, I feel like it, it's, it's just dominated today, hasn't it? Yeah, it certainly has. Mitchell Pearce has made his decision. He's off to Newcastle. Yeah, huge news. Um, I, I'd have to say that they were a, a bit of a roughie, even though the, the 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 bulk of the money was was there to be be spent. And, mm. um, you know, smart money had Manly as as the favourites, uh, but I guess the the biggest challenge for the Knights was going to be getting him out of Sydney. Yeah. And and once yeah. the whole Sydney versus Newcastle thing didn't become a factor, then Newcastle were were in the box seat when you when you look at the the finances that they had to play with versus any other team. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's been a great result for Newcastle, and I think we have to commend Mitchell Pearce, Simon, on the mm. fact that he he could have gone to a stronger team, a more established roster, and he's taken a bit of a punt here and, and said, you know what, I'm going to take ownership of this team and bring them up. Absolutely, but I think that was actually a, played a bit of a factor in why he went to Newcastle. Yeah. If you look at his situation, he's 28 now. He won a premiership with the Chooks four years ago. Mm. He's had a bit of success there. He's played Origin. He's done a lot of things in rugby league. I reckon he's, he's now at the point in his career where he goes... I want a team. I want a team that's that's my team and I can take them and see see what I can actually do. And that's what he's got at Newcastle. Nathan Brown just hands him the keys and says, look, Piercy, the Knights are yours. We'll build the team around you. You've got four years here, whatever. Let's see what you can do. There's also not as much pressure on him. If he was to go to a Cronulla, they have so much star power that people are going to be expecting results. Whereas he goes to Newcastle, they've had three wooden spoons. So... Anything other than a wooden spoon is a great result. So that pressure on Pierce, he's bought himself a couple of years. Um, it's yeah, it's it certainly made things a lot easier. And he's also out of the bubble of Sydney. We talk about Newcastle being a bubble, but yeah. Newcastle fans have a tendency of protecting their own. Um, I, I think he's made a very smart move. Make no mistake, there'll still be plenty of pressure on Pierce, but I do agree, probably less than if he went to a Cronulla. Uh, and Nate, you spoke to. To Matty Johns, you actually broke the news. Yeah, he to had no I- no idea. I think uh, he might have been having an Arvo nap. Yeah, and and Simon, you're also uh, you know not afraid to admit that you're a Newcastle fan, despite being unashamed a, a, a rugby league journalist here as well. So, yeah. Nathan, uh, we'll start with Simo, and then I want to hear what Matty Johns had to say. Uh, as a Knights fan, uh, how do you feel about this, mate? I'm stoked. It's it's honestly like we've been through the the 
the rough times now. It's been three years, three consecutive wooden spoons. Uh, to get a bloke like Pierce to the club, and it was all, we were already on the upswing. If you look at what Nathan Brown's done, firstly this year, I mean, the grit, the, the um, attitude that the Knights played with week in, week out through a pretty tough 2017 was impressive. He's brought in Caelan Ponga, Connor Watson, Aidan Guerra, Tortel Moga, Herman Essiesi. Mm. Next year was already looking good. Mm. You throw Mitchell Pierce in the mix, all yeah. of a sudden, I, I'm not, I hope I'm not uh, getting way too ahead of myself, but all of a sudden, top eight's not ridiculous. It's not a ridiculous suggestion anymore. And it's it's really exciting. And Pierce, he has a player. I mean, he's pretty maligned with origin, his origin record, and everyone knows about that. Um, he's had a couple of off-field dramas, but... You know, I'm excited to have him, and I really hope he does well up there for him and for the club. So, Nathan, uh, yeah, talk to us about this phone call that you just had with Matty Johns. Well, a lot of the points that Simon's touched on, uh, Matty brought up as well. I, I said, you know, what is it about Pierce that, that makes him such a great addition? He, he said, you know, there's not many classy halves that come onto the open market. And, um, you know, w- when you look at the, the halves that are at you know, the other 15 clubs at the moment, there is quite a, a difference in calibre. And, and Mitchell Pearce is towards the top end of the spectrum. Yeah. So Maddie said to me that looking at their roster the other day, he thought that uh, they'll be one of those teams that will be um, jostling around that you know, ninth, tenth, possibly eighth, eighth position. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're certainly uh, a lot better than wooden spooners, but he thinks the addition of Mitchell Pearce uh, has them finals bound. Um, yeah, and, and he's a wow. he's a great judge. You know, he he knows football. He knows what it, it takes to um, win a win a premiership, and and he knows quality halves. So he's really excited about seeing what Caelan Ponga and Mitchell can do as a as a combination. Um, he thinks that that's going to be the the greatest asset for for Newcastle next season. Um, and he's he's also thrown up a, an idea around uh, perhaps Brock Lamb being the man at six and playing Connor Watson in a in a utility role. He's he's not um, sold on Connor Watson necessarily being that that six, but he he had high praise of Nathan Brown. Was Connor Watson sold? Well, that uh, was the pitch. A job though. That yeah. that was the pitch. Yeah. But things do change, and as long as he's being paid his his wage, um, and he's he's getting double what he was he's being paid at the Roosters, so. Uh, he may may have to cop it on the chin if if that's the case. But um, Matty was very high in praise for for Nathan Brown. Said that that without the Kalen Ponga signature, um, you know this may never have have taken place. The, you know, yeah, the, the right. Ponga signature was was the big one, and off the back of that, they've been able to you know get some quality signings, and and this just caps it off. But is there a chance that they lose a Brock Lamb now? Um, you know, out the back door. It's, it's definitely a chance. Uh, yeah. What? Where does that? What happens in terms of that process now? Um, well, Manly are, are without a half. Exactly. Aren't yeah. they? they need a five-eight, and Brock Lamb, I think, would be the perfect sort of foil for for Cherry mm. down there. He's a pretty unassuming, like a Blake Green. He's not too flashy. He'd, he'd be happy to sit out on on the left edge and do the Blake Green role, I think. And that'd do him the world of good. You, when we talk about you know Piercy not having pressure, well. Brock Lamb is a player that doesn't need the pressure at 20 years old. So you put him alongside a Cherry Evans. He can go and take the responsibilities, but all the focus is going to be on Cherry. Mm. So that could hit, do him the, the world of good. Manly, Manly are desperate to get somebody in there. Yeah. They release yeah. Blake Green on, on goodwill, go and chase his payday, but now they're stuck. They yeah. thought that they had yeah. Pierce. Now yeah. now they're stuck. So if, uh, if Newcastle want to do you know, a solid by the, the player... Um, if if he is going to be playing reserve grade, you know maybe they will 
release him. They're, they're not bound to release him, but he is off contract at the end of 2018. So if he makes it clear that he has no intentions on re-signing, then maybe that'll force the Knights' hand. But it's, it's the Knights in the box seat. They have the power now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were telling us off air just before that when you broke this news to Matty Johns, he got a little bit excited. Yeah, he's like a, a kid on, uh, on on Christmas morning. He's, <laughs> he's, he's very, very excited and and, uh, and and had to had to ask me a couple of times just to make sure that it was serious that it was real yeah he was he was very excited he's obviously been uh, a strong identity campaigning for Pierce to to make this move so yeah. he yeah. certainly played a part in this as well and um, and he was proud as punch that that it came off and, and again very very uh, thankful for everything that Nathan Brown has done really commended the coach for for the hard work okay exciting times for the Newcastle Knights. Uh, I'm sure we'll follow all of that moving forward in the coming days and weeks and even months as well, boys. But Jared Hayne, he's another one that's been in the headlines today. Uh, he's told the Titans, I understand, that uh, he's not sticking around next season. Um, quickly, uh, what, are the, what are the details around this at the moment? So I think um, the story came out this morning that Jared has actually gone to Titans hierarchy finally. And informed them, I want to, I want to be released from my contract. Uh, you'd imagine if if that is true, then he's got a deal lined up with another NRL club. We believe, as Buzz Rothfield broke two, three weeks ago, that that NRL club is Parramatta Eels. Uh, details of that that uh, potential deal are yet yet to be released. But from what we've heard this morning and everything else we've heard over the past month or so, it looks like Jared will leave Gold Coast and head back down to Parramatta. Yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, and uh, what what's the next part of that process in terms of... Uh, has an agreement be, been made with Parramatta already, Nath? Uh, and where's it at? Uh, you know, what can be confirmed? What what do you know? So it'll, it'll be a one-year deal. Um, the paperwork hasn't been signed. The first part of, of the move was getting the official release from the Titans, and, yep. and that should be signed off on by... Um, the time that our listeners are, are tuning mm. into the podcast, so yeah. uh, the wheels will, will start moving in motion. Uh, it'll it'll be around that five hundred thousand dollars a season mark um, for Jared Hayne. Uh, it'll be a twelve month deal, uh, and then it's basically up to Jared to, to buy in and, and if if he wants to remain at the club, uh, he's mm. got to prove himself to, to earn yeah, a longer yeah. contract. But it's a smart smart move on Parramatta's plans. It's yeah, you know, it's a, it's a low risk move. Um, yeah, they they have the money in their salary cap. Hain is a is a classy player, so if they can get him firing, and everybody that goes to the Eels seems to be buying in on in what Brad Arthur's doing at the at the club, he's doing yeah. a phenomenal job. So if anyone can get Hain back to his best, I think that it is Brad Arthur in that environment, and then the rest is up to Jared if he if he wants to you know, finish his, his career there or maybe he's got another dream to go and try his hand at another sport before he hangs it up. Interestingly, I saw that one betting company uh, has the... Pa- has the, the, the Eels have actually drifted in mm. uh, in their premiership market <laughs> since the signing of Hayne. Uh, and and that co- it also begs the question, uh, how does Bevan French and, and a returning from an ACL tear, Clint Gutherson, fit in now? Two players... Uh, there's three quality players vying for that fullback spot, given that, uh, of course, Mitch Moses is already at the club, um, you know, taking on that number six role. Yeah, so part of bringing 
Jared back in. It's you play by our rules or you don't play at all. And, and Clint Gutherson has, has been told privately that when he's fit, he will be there their fullback so he will get first crack wow. um, Jared will be playing in the centres okay. things change um, yeah. form obviously dicta- dictates positions yeah. um, but but as, as of this stage if, if Gutho is fit round one which it looks like he will be. You, you spoke to Gutho yep. Simo not too long ago. And yeah, it looks like his rehab's on track. Straight line running two weeks ago. From what he said to me, he said round one's looking looking pretty good, and all the physios and, and everyone at Power are pretty happy with his uh, progress. But I think Bevan, that was always a plan. Bevan French was always going to be a winger, yep. Yep. Uh, not not long term, but always as long as Gutho's yeah. Yeah. fit and can play fullback. Yeah, Bevan French he, is a he winger. He just adds adds a bit more that, than Bevan can at, at this stage, but he's he still is young. Uh, and Gu- Gutho is just an absolute athlete. So yeah. I, I expect that um, Jared playing on the right alongside Bevan French, Bevan will be scoring a, a ton of tries because Jared, when he's on, he's creative and, mm. and Bevan has that pace to finish it off. So yeah. um, that, that right edge will be lethal and that keeps Michael Jennings on the left where he defends so mm. well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. centre has been a, pos- a, a weak position for the Eels over the last few years. So... Uh, so their roster looks, on paper, very, very strong now. Yeah, it um, does. Yeah, de- def- definitely have them uh, uh, in similar position to, to last year. They'll they'll be you know pushing top four, run deep into the finals. Still not sure around their their hooking situation. Kaiser Pritchard, Cam King, um, you know both both of those players are going to need uh, big off seasons and and a big start to the season. Pritchard looked quite good until he got injured, though. I think I think. Casey yeah. Pritchard look, looks a decent hooker if he can stay fit. Yeah. And Cameron King's just your, your backup there, who's a pretty pretty bloody handy backup. Yeah. To no mm-hmm. doubt. E- exciting times at the Eels. Yeah, for sure. Where, all right, boys, I'll put you on the spot. Uh, where do you reckon this places the Eels now moving into premiership consideration for next season? Yeah, they're finishing fourth. Yeah, fourth, fourth, fifth. Top S- four, same yeah. So yeah, yeah si- similar to this season. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and what about the Knights? Number one. Do you reckon they can check <laughs> genuine, genuine chance of squeezing into the eight? Yeah, I, I, I'll put them in at uh, eight, eight spot. I, I think they'll be around that nine, eight, seven mark. Very interesting. Anything above the wooden spoon, I'll be happy with. <laughs> <laughs> right here, boys. That'll do us on the splash today. Big rugby league news, uh, and that's all we have time for. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing to the splash over at iTunes or Of course, if you're listening via Spotify, uh, until next time on The Splash, that's a wrap.